Uh, thank you so much, Reverend Hilary. I want to welcome each one of us to this uh, evening as we worship together and as we walk together in these days of prayer and fasting. We want to bless the name of the Lord and pray that the Lord will continue to strengthen us and walk this journey with us. I want to request that we continue in prayer as we continue to seek the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, once again, we continue to seek your face. We open our hearts to you, Lord Jesus, and we pray our Father and our God that you will equip us, you'll strengthen us, you minister to us, you'll watch over us, you'll, you'll give us the grace to know that you are the Lord. Besides you, there is no other. Father, we surrender this evening to you. We surrender your servant who is going to be speaking to us into your hands, Lord. We pray, my Father and my God, that you will bless him and give him the word um, that you want us to hear tonight, O oh God. Father, we thank you for the generation that we are concerned about, especially in these three days uh, as we, that we have set aside to pray. Lord, that in these three days, Lord, we'll be able to hear your voice, but you'll also give us such a burden, Lord, to uh, continue to seek you for what is happening in our generation and what our children are going through. Lord, we pray that you bless us and strengthen us, we watch over us, oh Lord, and especially God, as we continue to seek you, as we continue to surrender to you, as we continue to seek your face, that you sanctify us, O oh Lord, that you glorify your name, that you wash us clean, Lord, we surrender and rededicate ourselves to you. Our Father and our God, you are holy and mighty, you are glorious and you are more than able. As we continue to seek the Lord to truly sanctify us, as we continue to seek the Lord to purify us, uh, Let's just remember that one thing is true, uh, that we need to look to the Lord with open hearts, knowing that we cannot be sanctified except uh, by his word. And his word gives us strength. I, I love what the psalmist says in Psalm 119, verses 8 and 9. He says, your, your word, O Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. You established the earth and it endures. Your laws endure to this day for all things serve you. If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts for by them you have preserved my life. Save me for I am yours. I have sought out your precepts. The wicked are waiting to destroy me, but I will ponder your statutes. To all perfection, I see a limit, but your commands are boundless. Friends, I just want us to pray tonight as we commit ourselves, reassuring ourselves that the word of the Lord is eternal and it stands firm. And his faithfulness continues in all generations. We are praying that our children in this season will remain in God's faithfulness. And because God's faithfulness endures forever, we are confident that God will carry us in his faithfulness, that there will be no distortion in the word of God. Our Father and our God, we give you thanks, we worship you, and we honor you. We surrender to you, Lord Jesus, because your word is eternal. 
from eternity to eternity, you are the Lord. And your God who never fails, your God who never changes, your word remains. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord. And Father, there is no one who can ever distort your word. We are living in a world that has distorted your word. Your word has been trampled. But our God and our Father, you remind us, Jesus Christ, you, you remind us that your faithfulness continues through all generations. You establish the earth and it endures. Your laws endure to this day for all things serve you. We are praying our God and our Father that we will depend on your word, that your word will command our destiny. Your word will command everything that we do. Your word will command us in all seasons, in all directions, at every moment of our lives, Lord. I pray that, Lord Jesus, your word will command us. Your word will turn us wherever you want us to go, Lord. Let your word be our our life. Let our your word be our lifeline. Let your word be everything that concerns us. Let your word be all that we desire. Father, we give you thanks and we pray that even the younger generation that we are praying for, the younger generation that we are uplifting, Lord Jesus, that they too will be sustained in your word. Father, we are trusting you. We are trusting you, Lord Jesus, that they will never turn from any direction, God. They will never turn away from you. Father, no matter what the situation, Lord, no matter what the, 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 the world offers, no matter the silver and the gold that has come to divert the younger generation from following you, our Father and our God, we pray that nothing will shake that which you have already established, Lord. We pray that the truth of your word shall prevail and nobody shall ever snatch us from your hands, O God, our Father. We surrender to you, Abba Father. We submit and bow before you. God, we lift ourselves before you. We know that you are our God and you've created us for a purpose and for a reason. And for this matter, Lord, we continue to exalt you and worship you. Thank you, our God and our Father. We worship you and we glorify you. Friends, each one of us has children, sisters, brothers, grandchildren. Right now, you're going to just wherever you are, lift those children into the hands of the Lord. Pray for them by name and pray that the devil will never snatch them away from the hands of the Lord. Those that have shifted and drifted away, pray tonight and call them back to the faith. Those that do not know the faith, use this time to call them back to the faith and the truth of the word of God. Just, just remember that the word of the Lord reaches even where we are not. The power of the Lord extends to generations. The Lord is able, the Lord is glorious. So as we exalt him and as we adore him and as we call those children back to the cross, we have children in secondary schools. They are now locked up there. We do not know what is going on, but the Lord is able. Pray for them by name. Let the King of glory, the Father Father of all fathers, let him call them. We pray that the Lord will visit them, that the ministering angels will minister besides them. 
pray that the Lord will watch over them and they will be bold to say no to any weird behavior that is being introduced to them. Let's pray for the teachers. Let's pray for the matrons because these are people sometimes that are bold to lure our children into wicked affairs of darkness. Just pray that the Lord will reach out to them. The Lord will search them. The Lord will rebuke whoever that stands against his will in his schools. Just pray for those matrons. Some of them, you know them by name. Pray for them. Pray for salvation. Pray that they will seek the Lord. Pray that they will find favor in the eyes of the Lord. Pray that the King of glory will be able to, um, to sustain them. Pray that the King of kings will rebuke them wherever they are. Father, we thank you for there is none like you, Abba Father. We worship you, King of glory. We honor you. We give you praise, our King of kings and Lord of lords. We surrender to you. Father, thank you for this evening that we are together. Friends, we are again going to continue in prayer, and I want to raise another prayer point that in this generation, the Lord is going to develop mentors. Many times our children have tried to stick for mentors, but sometimes mentors have become rare that we do not have anyone who is going to mentor this generation. Sometimes you think about a mentor and the mentor is like, is as wicked as the generation is. Let's pray that God is going to uh, convict us that we are going to be godly mentors, but that God is also going to raise godly mentors where our children are. Father, in the name of Jesus, we surrender to you. We want to pray, Lord Jesus, for godly mentors. We pray that, Lord Jesus, you'll give us those godly mentors that are going to work with the, the younger generation. Lord, we pray for the youth pastors, Lord, wherever they are, Lord Jesus, those that are taking on the mantle to lead the youth, Lord, to minister to the youth and to watch over the youth. Father, we are trusting you, Abba, Father. For you are holy and mighty, you are powerful, you are more than able. Father, it is our prayer that you raise up godly mentors, mentors that are going to seek the face of the Lord, mentors that are going to be committed to the purposes of the Lord, mentors that are going to walk with the Lord, mentors that are going to guide the children, mentors that our children will have confidence in even as they continue to serve. Lord, we thank you. We honor you and we bless you, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for you are holy and mighty. You are powerful. You are able. God, we thank you because there is nothing that you cannot do. Our Father and our God, we surrender to you and we pray that, Lord, you'll continue to minister to us, O oh Lord. Minister to us as we minister to our children. We give you thanks, our God and your Father. We worship you, Jehovah God. We rededicate ourselves to you for this evening, Lord. We pray, our Father and our God, that you truly speak to us. You are holy, Lord. Father, we thank you, for there is none like you. Lord, we lift our hearts to you, Lord. We bow before you, Abba, Father. We lift our eyes to you, my master. The psalmist says, I lift my eyes to the heavens. Where does my help, to the hills? Where does my help come from? 
My help comes from God, who is the creator of heaven and earth. Father, you created the heavens. You created the earth. You created all of us. You have a reason for our being, King of kings and Lord of lords. Father, we surrender to you. Abba, Father, we worship you. Lord, we worship you. There is none like you, Jehovah God. We commit this time into your hands, Jehovah God. You are holy and mighty. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you and we worship you. We honor you, our Father and our God. We give you praise for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Over to you, Reverend Hilary. You can continue in prayer. Let's continue in prayer, brethren, as we pray for the Joseph type of generation and uh, as we pray for the Daniel type. Daniel went to Babylon and he, he survived the world. And he made a choice. And when he arrived in Babylon, he survived the regimes. He survived worldly trends. He survived trends that were so, you know, uh, moving. The trends that were so wicked. I want us to pray that uh, young people will build spiritual capacity. You know, we can pray we can have um, then if they do not sit at the feet of jesus with them away let us pray for spiritual capacity that young people will build spiritual capacity to survive the end times and at the end of the, all this that there will be a remnant let us pray father we thank you that you you you, you came into this world through jesus and he knows, he went through all the, the, the difficulties, the circumstances that he went through were so tough in this troubled world. So Father, we come because we know that it is you that builds us on a foundation. There's only one foundation and the Bible says that foundation is Jesus Christ. Father, we choose to place our children on that powerful and strong foundation of Jesus. We ask that in the name of Jesus Christ, son of the living God, that all the children, all the young people, all the people that are in this generation will build spiritual capacity. That Lord, whatever storm, whatever torrent, whatever uh, trouble, waters that are going to come, challenging the authority of God in, skill, in, in schools, challenging the authority of God in, in communities. We pray that we will have this, the, 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 the children that can stand the test of times. We pray that the Lord himself, that they will know which way to turn to, that they will not turn to the left or to the right. We pray, Lord, that they will be groomed in the place where authority, the authority of Jesus Christ reigns. We pray, my God and my King, that the children that we're going to be raising this generation will grow in the knowledge and grace of Jesus Christ. Lord, that they will not, they will not think by themselves. It will not be by power or by mind. We pray that the flesh will not 
take dominion over their lives. Lord, thank you because you are teaching us to, to preserve this generation by prayer. And Daniel prayed each time he would seek the face of the Lord. Father, we ask that a prayerful generation arises out of this in the name of Jesus. And Romans chapter 7, verse 18, the Bible says, For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. Father, we ask that this generation will have the ability to carry out good things. That, Lord, no matter how much the enemy will lift up his horns to fight against the purposes of God, that this, this generation will have the ability to go through these times and come out in the same way like Daniel survived in the name of Jesus. We ask that all the forces of evil that are deployed against our children, the hand of the Lord will begin to deal with each one of them one by one, begin to expose them in the name of Jesus. That these three days, Lord, will be as a mark, a beginning of all kinds of foundations that are evil, foundations that were laid by ancestors and are now affecting them, foundations that are, 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 not, are not of God, foundations of certain schools. Lord, we pray that those schools will begin to raise disciples, disciples that can wait uh, on the Lord in the name of Jesus, that Lord God Almighty, disciples that will watch and pray that they will not even enter into temptation. Disciples that will survive the sifting of the enemy, just like Peter did. We are asking that, Lord, this generation will come to that level. We honor you, Lord, because we know that it's by, by your spirit, Lord God Almighty, we will actually that we will actually uh, be in the, in, the, in the presence of the Lord. So, King of kings and Lord of lords, mighty God, deliver, deliver our children from waywardness. Deliver our children from looking, looking to the world for solutions. Lord, we pray that the church will begin to create um, um, uh, um, uh, opportunities where our children will actually um, uh, dwell in the place, in the presence of God. So Lord, we submit and you completely surrender and that Lord, we, we will stand the test of times that are upon us. We bless your holy name. We give you praise. We give you honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Uh, Provost, over to you. Uh, thank you so much, Reverend Hillary. Um, once again, I want to welcome us all to uh, this evening. We'll continue as we enter God's word. Let's, let's read from 2 Chronicles chapter 29. 2 Chronicles chapter 29. We are going to read from verse, um, verse 1 through to 11. 
Second Chronicles chapter 29, verse 1 through up to 11. It says, Hezekiah began to reign when he was 25 years old, and he reigned for 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, according to all that David, his father, had done. Verse 3. In the first year of his reign, in the first month, he opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them. He brought in the priests in, in the priests and the Levites and assembled them in the square on the east and said to them, Hear me, Levites. Now consecrate yourselves and consecrate the house of the Lord, the God of your fathers, and carry out the fields from the holy place. For our fathers have been unfaithful and have done what was evil in the sight of the Lord our God. They have forsaken him and have turned away their faces from the habitation of the Lord and turned their backs. They also shut the doors of the festival and put out the lamps and have not burned the incense or offered burnt offerings in the holy place to the God of Israel. Therefore, the wrath of the Lord came on Judah and Jerusalem, and he has made them an object of horror, of astonishment, and of hissing, as you see with your own eyes. For behold, our fathers have fallen by the sword, and our sons and our daughters and our wives are in captivity for this. Now it is in my heart to make a covenant with the Lord, the God of Israel, in order that his fierce anger may turn away from us. My sons, do not know, do not now be negligent, for the Lord has chosen you to stand in his presence, to minister to him, and to be his ministers and make offerings to him. This is the word of the Lord. The topic tonight is sanctify yourselves and the house of the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and the house of the Lord. When you look at this man, Hezekiah, he is a king, and um, he was only 25 years old when he came into power. And he reigned for 29 years in Jerusalem. And what we see in verse 3 is that he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, according to all that David, his father, had done. He never turned away from the Lord. He did whatever that it took to be right in the eyes of the Lord, which means he obeyed the Lord. He knew what exactly his father David had done, but he followed it and he was able to do what was right in the eyes of the Lord. And so when we talk about sanctifying yourselves, it begins with you especially those of us that God gives positions of leadership. It begins with you as you enter into the position of leadership. As of now, friends, we are looking at ourselves, especially in the place that we, uh, God has called us in this season and these three days that we have set aside to pray, to seek the face of the Lord, to fast and to cry out to the Lord. We give thanks to the Lord that the Lord has positioned us for that reason and for that purpose, that we can be able to sanctify ourselves. We can be able to seek the face of the Lord. Uh, just, just a minute. Uh, Reverend Hillary, you can do prayer. Let me come on. Father, we 
we we want to submit ourselves entirely to you especially in a season where consecration setting apart our lives is so critical in the church to set our lives apart so that those that are coming after us will see will watch lord we ask for such grace that even the youngest as we groom them in homes as we groom them in in the systems uh, let's continue um i was just mentioning that during these days that the lord has given us and the Lord has opened our hearts that we can be able to continue uh, in these three days of prayer and fasting, seeking him and seeking his face, especially for the next generation, for the generation that is coming after us. What is happening right our now? will be full of what is right before God, that the eyes of the Lord that are... Okay, Reverend Hillary. Yes, as we continue to seek the Lord for these few days that God has given us, we are trusting God that God will enable us. What I was saying is that when you see what is happening around us, everything is targeting the younger generation. What is the target for the younger generation is that the younger generation can be destroyed. And once the younger generation is destroyed, then we have no future. The future generation is totally gone. And that is the reason for which we come together because the younger generation has been destroyed. It has been, um, uh, it's being destroyed steadily. First of all, when you look at the younger generation, you realize that whatever that they want to do is but what they do. Whatever they think is right is what they look out for. So we need to seek the face of the Lord for this younger generation that God will be able to intervene in every situation of their lives, that the Lord will be able to sustain them, to know that for them to understand that this is not the season that they just want to uh, live in this season and disappear like that. And if we do not seek the Lord for the younger generation, what is going to happen is that time is going to come when we, the old people, are dying steadily and they yet the younger people are, are nothing. They are useless because they have been overtaken by circumstances. Many of us have seen the effects, the effects of this, um, uh, the homosexuality business if side effects. When you look at the side effects, you realize that with by all means, our younger people are going to die within the shortest possible time. And once they die, it's going to be quite difficult for us. So we need to continue seeking the Lord for them. We need to cry out to the Lord for them. And we need to pray that God himself in his mercy will be able to alter everything that the devil has set as an agenda to destroy the younger people. So it is our prayer that as we look at Hezekiah in his time, Hezekiah in his time, young at the age of 25 years, he had the knowledge to understand that truly 
God is God and he understood what it takes to be right in the eyes of the Lord. He understood what it takes to serve the Lord with dignity and therefore he feared the Lord and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. Our prayer is that the younger people in this generation will learn, understand and exactly seek the Lord and do what is right in the eyes of the Lord because they have been consumed by what is wrong and they have lived a life of chaos and many of them are so rebellious. We need to pray that God will bring the younger people out of rebellion so that they would come to understand who the Lord is and why the Lord is calling them in such a generation as this. So it is our, our turn and friends, whenever we seek the Lord, the Lord is able, uh, the Lord is able uh, to come through for us. And so we are talking about First of all, sanctifying ourselves. And when we talk about sanctifying ourselves, this is exactly what Hezekiah does. He begins by himself. He begins by doing what is right in the eyes of the Lord. And then in the first year of his reign, in the first month, he opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them. He moved from himself as a person and then he moved on to the house of the Lord. He moved on to the house of the Lord to repair prepare the house of the Lord, to work on the house of the Lord, and to make sure that whatever that had been distorted in the house of the Lord is put in order. And so he repaired the house of the Lord, and then he brought in the priests and Levites and assembled them in the square on the east and said to them, hear me, Levites, now consecrate yourselves. The consecration had to take place the consecration had to take place because the priests themselves had gone astray from the Lord. So you cannot consecrate the house of the Lord when the ministers in the house of the Lord are lacking. So if the ministers are lacking, then it becomes difficult for us to consecrate just the house of the Lord and leave it there the way it is. No, we need to first work on ourselves. Secondly, we need to work on the house of the Lord. Thirdly, the ministers need to understand that they are the ones who are standing in on behalf of the Lord. And if the ministers are the ones that are standing in on behalf of God, they are representing God, then they too must consecrate themselves. I like Hezekiah because he could not fear. He never feared the ministers, the Levites. He faced them and he told them, you need to consecrate yourselves Consecrate yourselves and consecrate the house of the Lord, the God of your fathers, and cut out the filth from the holy place. Carry out the filth from the holy place. We are looking at, in this season, we are looking at working at, at, at preparing the next generation. And as we think about preparing the next generation, as I said, that there is a lot that needs to happen around us. And so he's saying that they should consecrate themselves, consecrate the house of the Lord, and carry away all the filth from the presence of the Lord. Carry it away. Remove all the filth. Everything that does not honor God should be carried away from the Lord. And so we want to pray that God will help us even in this season 
as we are consecrating ourselves. And remember in the New Testament, Paul reminds us that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We being the temple of the Holy Spirit, we need to be able to learn to consecrate ourselves, especially during this time. We are not going to be able to work with the younger people, to support them, to help them, to grow them, unless we ourselves have worked on ourselves and we are examples to the younger people. And this is what Ezekiah is doing. He's saying we are not going to work to repair the house of the Lord. We are not going to consecrate ourselves. We are not going to repair ourselves until those that are ministering must also come to a point of consecration. But also the other thing that he's talking about is that besides the consecration, he says, for our fathers have been unfaithful and have done what is evil. That means even as we bring ourselves before the Lord, we need to sit back and bring repentance on behalf of our ancestors and the things that they did. Why is the temple being consecrated? The temple is being consecrated. The house of the Lord is being consecrated because it was defiled by our forefathers. It was defiled. You know, when you talk about homosexuality right now, in Uganda, you are looking as far back as the coming of the Arabs in Uganda. They are the ones who came and introduced homosexuality, and homosexuality started happening in Uganda as early as the 1800s. And so as we come to deal with this issue, my friends, we are dealing with a very complex issue that has been taking root in our culture. And yet it has not been, um, it has not been talked about. There are things that we have not talked about and they are, those are the things that are happening. You know, one of the things that we have shied away from are issues concerning sexuality. And yet they are the issues that have affected our generation and they are affecting us right now. Right now, there are many things, even for the sake that we have bought phones for the children, uh, the children were into COVID-19 all these things have intensified and therefore we just need to bring repentance and ask the Lord to forgive us. Here Jezekiah says, for our fathers have been unfaithful and have done what was evil in the sight of the Lord God. They have forsaken him and have turned away their faces from the habitation of the Lord and turned their backs. This concerns our forefathers and friends, it concerns us. We need to bring repentance. We need to bring repentance. That means there are things that we have done. Right now, we are each one, many of us are products of over. We are products of polygamy. We are enshrined in polygamy. And that is immoral. That is immorality. And many people right now are still living a weird life. They are still living a wicked life. They are still, they do not care. We want to pray that God will help us. 
Friends, God is not going to save us partially because we are saying homosexuality, lesbianism, transgender, and all those things are bad. God is going to hold us accountable for every sin that is going on in our generation today. Sin that is going on in our generation is something that we cannot imagine. We need to pray that God will be able to convict us to turn away from sin. We have been sin. We have inherited sin, we have walked in sin, we have trampled in sin, and everything around us looks like sin. And he says they have forsaken him and have turned away their faces from the habitation of the Lord and turned their backs. How much more has God given us the condition to come and be able to be part and the parcel of repairing the ruins, of repairing his houses, of doing the work of his kingdom. And we've not been able to do that. All these things the Lord is commanding us and calling us back to himself and saying, we need to repent and be able to turn back to him. Friends, the message that Hezekiah is giving us in Second Chronicles is a message of repentance. It's a message that brings us back to brokenness that we need to break down before the Lord. He's saying they have turned their faces from the habitation of the Lord and turned their backs. How much more has this generation turned away from the Lord? How much more have we complained about the work of the Lord? How many times have we complained that the, the, the things of God are so, are so tiring? The things of God, we are tired of this, we are tired of the other. Every time it feels like we are tired, we are tired, we are tired. May God have mercy on us as we give our backs to the work of the Lord. He says they also shut the doors of the festival and put out the lamps and have not burned the incense or offered burnt offerings in the holy place to the God of Israel. Therefore, the wrath of the Lord came on Judah and Jerusalem and he has made them an object of horror. Friends, may it not be that God is going to make us objects of horror. We need to turn back to the Lord. We need to cry out to the Lord. We need to seek the face of the Lord that we are not going to be turned into objects of horror. As Bishop Mutevi was preaching this afternoon, he kept reminding us that our God has been so faithful. If our God saved us from COVID-19, yes, we know COVID-19 took a number of people, but with the medical facilities that we have in this nation, all of us were supposed to die of COVID-19. How we survived, we do not know, but it was the grace of God, the power of the Lord. We saw it in the face of the Lord. There are people when they testify how the Lord healed them, you get so amazed that the Lord healed them. And so friends, with much commitment to prayer, as we give away ourselves to the Lord, we are going to be surprised at how the Lord is going to save us from this vice and how the Lord is going to bring many more people to repentance and brokenness. We thank God that even right now you get to see, we are beginning to see people coming up and confessing. And we pray that God is going to give us the grace to be able to walk with them, to pray with them. And we pray that the Lord will bring healing in their lives because he's God. He has healed many. He has brought many back to himself. There are so many survivors across the world who were homosexuals and whatever, and the Lord has healed them. The Lord who pulls a prostitute from the street 
and gives them life and a second chance to live again is the same God who does it to the homosexual. The same God who is going to get you out of sexual morality is the same God. The Lord who takes you out of drunkenness is the same God. The God who is able to pull you from all these nasty behaviors, idolatry, is the same God who heals every wickedness, every agenda of the enemy. Right now, the agenda of the enemy is high, but our God is greater than the agenda of the enemy. Our God is higher than the agenda of the enemy. Our God is bigger than what we are crying about. And therefore, in this season, in this generation, we pray that God will give us the grace, the zeal, the power to be able to cry out to him without ceasing. The Bible says pray without ceasing. I want to pray that the Lord will give us the grace to pray without ceasing. Because he's our God, he's our Father, he never forsakes us. He never leaves us. What is happening in this generation is not news to the Lord. The Lord knew that it will happen at such a moment as this, and he's able to save this generation. As we continue seeking his face in prayer, the Lord is able. He will not abandon us. He will not forsake us. He will not hand us over to his bitterness and anger. But the moment we come before him and continue to seek, the, to seek his face, the Lord is going uh, to, uh, to turn away from his wrath and save us. Verse 9 says, For behold, our fathers have fallen by the sword, and our sons and daughters and our wives are in captivity for this. He's reminding them that because of sin, we are seeing that our sons, our daughters, and whatever. Friends, when you go to prison, what do you see? Our sons, our daughters. Our sons and daughters have been taken by the sword. Our sons and daughters are the ones that are thriving in alcohol, in drugs, in everything. They are useless. They are in butabika. They don't know where they are. May God have mercy on us in this generation that will not cease to cry out to the Lord, but will open our hearts and shout and cry out to the Lord and trust the Lord that in his mercy, he will forgive this generation. It is my prayer, my brother, my sister, you are logged on this platform for a reason. And I do pray that the Lord will encourage you to pray, that you look around and cry for the next generation. Years to come, we want to see the gospel preached. We want to see the Bible being used. We want to pray that the Lord will take away all these words that say we want to change the Bible. The Bible has become uh, outdated. The Bible will never be outdated. It is a book that has answers for every season and every generation. May God bless us as we continue to seek his face. As we join into the time of prayer, I want to encourage each one of you, wherever you are, please let's pray. Let's bring repentance for this generation. Let's consecrate ourselves to the Lord. Let's deal with the evil and do what is right. We just need to covenant with God and say, God, I am going to do what is right in the eyes of the Lord. And as you, 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 you work on yourself, you also, you, you, you deeply deal with the temple of the Lord that is within you so that you open all the doors of your heart and say, God, that which is in my heart, which is wicked, I trust that you deal with it. And the Lord is going to walk with us this journey, friends. 
The Lord is not deaf. The Lord is not blind. The Lord is looking at men and women who are willing to stand in the gap and be able to intercede for this generation and cry out so that you will have mercy and forgive generations, this generation from their sin and restore this generation and be able to establish a future generation. May God bless you. Thank you very much, uh, Provost, for the message. We are going to continue in prayer as we respond to the few issues that are, have been raised on that text. And the very last one that focuses on self, you know, bring repentance for our own self, for ourselves. And I'm going to ask you to unmute so that we ask the Lord to forgive us for whatever sin that we have committed. And we pray that the Lord will, will bring us to the very point of total repentance. Just lift up your voices and ask the Lord to forgive you, um, to, to, to cleanse you. You know, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We give you praise, honor, glory, Lord, give us today for idolatry, for every sin that we have committed. Lord, cleanse us. Cleanse us, Lord. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Dead, we have nurtured, we in Jesus mighty name we pray amen one of the things that Provost mentioned is that we, the church, the righteous, you know, that Old Testament scripture is describing a holy nation of which God had said, if my people will humble themselves. Now, the question is, how did we get to this level? Because you can see that the church is the first institution releasing some of the statements that promote you know, uh, all these wicked devices, all these wicked vices, you know. And um, we find ourselves in that particular category. And I want us to repent on behalf of the body of Christ, specifically Church of England and all the statements they have made. I want us to bring repentance that God will have mercy, that in this generation, he will look upon us with favor. Ask and plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Let's lift up our voices and ask God for mercy on behalf of the church. 
Lord, have mercy, Lord. Consecrate us. Lord, we take responsibility. We take responsibility of failure to disciple the nation. Lord, misleading the nation. Lord, forgive us. Take responsibility, my God and my God, for the many things that we have done for the many ways we have misled the nations of the world. In the name of Jesus Christ, in God, Lord, forgive, Lord, forgive, cleanse, cleanse, cleanse. we take the blood Jesus, mighty name, we pray. Amen. I want us to continue in prayer, especially in regarding the issue of us being the place, the temple where the Spirit of God dwells, you know. And for a very long time, we have walked just like the people of the world. Yet, the truth is that we are carriers of the presence of God. We are carriers of the presence of God. The children of Israel were the carriers of the presence of God. They were sanctuaries. And we today in the New Testament, the Spirit of God is in us now. It's no longer, you know, in the tabernacle. It's no longer the God's desire to be in the tabernacle. He's now inside of us. Now we are the sanctuary where the Spirit of God dwells. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 to 17 makes it very clear. Do you not know that you yourselves are God's temple and God's spirit dwells in you. I want us to pray that the next generation will not become the place where all the filth is being, you know, is being thrown at. I want us to pray that we the the the, the hand of the Lord will block all the infiltrate all the things that infiltrate our children in schools. I want us to pray that the arm of the Lord will block all the Western influences 
and that this season will bring about a generation that will keep the word of God. John chapter 14, verse 23 said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. You see that same issue of dwelling, God's presence dwelling in us. Until we teach our children how to love Jesus, even when they leave home to go to school, they will keep his word. And I want us to pray that the hand of the Lord will block all those things because when they come in, those things will find the word of God inside them. Let's lift up our voices and begin to pray. Father, we thank you that your hand is stronger. Your hand is wonderful. Your hand is so beautiful. Every time they gather, even though they are worldly for it, let your hand block all the infection. Let your hand all the infections of Satan. in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. We want to give you Lord In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Colossians chapter 3, verse 5, the Bible says, Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. You know, as, as Provost was speaking, she hinted on that issue, you know, the, the issue of ministers and consecration. Let us pray that ministers of the church, leaders of the church, leaders of organizations, leaders at all levels will put to death all these things that are being listed, uncleanness, passion, evil desires. Let us pray that the identity of the children of God, the DNA of Jesus Christ will be preserved in the organizations, in the schools, in the name of Jesus, let's lift up our voices and begin to pray. Let's ask the Lord that the preservation of the DNA of Jesus and all these things will die away. Father, we come and your Lord, 
the last prayer I want us to pray is from Isaiah chapter 41, verse 11 to 12. We are going to pray that all these that are promoting this, that are incensed against us, shall be ashamed and disgraced. And Isaiah 41, 11 to 12 said, Behold, all those who are incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing. And those who strive with you shall perish. You shall seek them and not find them. Those who contended with you, those who are against you shall be as nothing, as in an existent thing. We know that the agenda that, that, is, that is ongoing is being pushed by selfish people that want to promote the, 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 the agenda of Satan. And we are just going to pray that their agenda and they themselves will be disgraced and ashamed that the hand of the wicked that has found its way into Africa, that hand, by the same way it came into our, our continent, by that same way, let us command that hand to go back, to return. Lift up your voices and pray that prayer in the name of Jesus. In the same way the enemy command the hand of Let 
Oh Lord, we give you praise. We give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Our Father and our God, we thank you for this season and we give you praise because when you speak a word, that word creates impact and it does not return to you without fulfilling the purpose for which you have sent it. So Lord, we pray that all the, 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 the patterns, all the, 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 the evil assignments the enemy has, has promoted, all the things he's using, Lord, they will come to nothing. All the arrows that the enemy is bringing to establish the agenda of Satan, Lord, they shall come to nothing in the mm. name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we pray that you build the edge of fire around the next generation, that Lord, they will not give a place to the devil. Lord, that the presence of the Lord will engulf them. Lord, you put to shame the harassment of Satan in the name of Jesus, that Lord, there will be a release, Lord, of all those that have been in bondage. There will be recovery of all the things, the years that, have, that they have lost in the name of Jesus, that we recover, Lord, every loss that the enemy caused, that Lord, there will be restoration, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, that Father, in this season, we will be led by the Spirit, that Lord, your presence will manifest in every way, Lord God Almighty. We worship you. We give you honor, praise, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody say amen. 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 So let me uh, ask the provost. Amen. 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 Provost, over to you to conclude. Amen. Let me ask the provost to conclude for us as we finish um, tonight. We, we, tomorrow we are on the last day as we tarry in the presence of God. Provost, if you are there, just conclude for us. Let's pray. God our Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, we give you thanks for tonight, and thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and love. We give you thanks because you are holy. Lord, we thank you. Give us the grace and increase our burden to pray, Lord Jesus, especially for the next generation, and even for ourselves, O oh Lord. That, Father, even as we rest wherever we are, Lord, may we have this burden that, Lord Jesus, as we have prayed, 
that let the appropriators, O Lord, of this wicked agenda be disgraced in the name of Jesus. That your Lord and our Father, you will arise, my King of glory, and fight this war. It is a battle, and we do appreciate that, Lord, you are fighting this battle yourself. It is beyond us, but Lord, we will depend on you because you are an overcomer. And so, Father, we pray that you bless us even as we go through the night. Friends, may God bless you. May God watch over you. May his face shine upon you. May he look kindly upon each one of us and give us the grace and the zeal and the burden to cry and to cry out and the blessings of God Almighty, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon us all, be upon our families, our children, especially those who are in boarding schools, that the Lord in his mercy will reach out for them and defend them and may this blessing keep them and keep their teachers, their matrons. May this blessing be upon all of us now and forevermore. Amen. 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 Amen.